This is episode 25 of the Eminem Podcast. Hello, everybody. What's happening, guys? We've got a big guest on the show today, Corinne Downham. Hello, everyone. What's up, y'all? Yeah, this is episode 25. And you know what's funnier than 24? 25. 25. <laughs> I thought of something funnier than 24. Let me hear it. 25. <laughs> That's how All you right. start out the episode. <laughs> All right, it started off some current news. Trump has officially made a very vague executive order to ban TikTok in less than 45 days in the U.S. unless a company like Microsoft buys them. Um, as we talked about last week, Instagram has officially launched their stolen version of TikTok called Insta Reels. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I know that you said that's up, right? The Insta Reels yeah, is, is active up now. now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I, to be completely honest, I, I don't know what you're going to do, Mike, without, without TikTok. That's like become like a large part of your life. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it only takes one video, you know? It only takes one video. Yeah, it only know. takes one. I'm just waiting on like a tweet or a TikTok to take off and like get like a, a million subscriptions or like retweets or whatever. Like, then plug then, the podcast. Yeah, and then be like, hey, while you're here, check this out. <laughs> and then that'll help launch our show higher. Like I, I, um, I was on Twitter earlier this week and there was this weird thing that happened in my town with this woman. And it was like at a 7-Eleven and she was doing this trashy thing, like flipping off the camera and all this stuff. And it was like kind of going viral. And I, I retweeted and I was like, front royal staying classy. And it got like 100 retweets or something. And I was like, oh man, I got to plug the podcast. But then it stopped. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, what's your next? What's your, what's your news? Yeah. Uh, so if you remember way back, June 30th on our show, we talked about SpaceX launching uh, astronauts up into space. It was the first launch in the United States since in, I think it was in, um, over nine years. Well, they just returned this week. They splashed down in the ocean after two months in space. And um, I just thought that was pretty cool because, I mean, we, I've just been kind of at home the whole time. They've already gone to space and back. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. I heard there was, like, actually, like, some boats in the water, like, near it. And they, like, they had to, like, get the Coast Guard to, like, scatter them out or whatever out of the way because they have no clue where that thing's going to land. So it was, like, well, freaky. Yeah. I've always thought of that. Like, you know how yeah. you always see, like, there's a carrier out there, like, in the Pacific mm -hmm. when the Apollo missions would come down? Yeah. Well, how, I mean, you don't know exactly where they're coming from. What if they crash down and hit the ship? It's a risk, man. It's a risk. Yeah. Karen, what you got? I have that Jerry Falwell Jr. has agreed to take his indefinite leave of absence from his role of president and chancellor of Liberty University. <laughs> so what happened and at Liberty? Like, wow. I don't know why. I do. Because <laughs> he was... He posted a picture with a young woman that showed his stomach exposed and his <laughs> pants unzipped. Interesting. At Liberty of all places. Very scandalous. <laughs> scandalous. <laughs> the place where they have a 10 p.m. curfew, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Sick man doing on the prowl. <laughs> I, I, Liberty just gets on my nerves. Like, I can't stand Liberty. I could never go to Liberty, man. I mean, no. 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 All right. Well, um, what's next? So six out of seven large, the largest school districts in the country will begin school fully online. Um, yeah. And speaking of colleges, actually, one student actually at Yale is suing the school for forcing students to pay full tuition for online classes. I think that's crazy. I mean, what are y'all's opinions on charging as full tuition? I think it's a bunch of crap. We've talked about this on here. It's such BS. Yeah, it's <laughs> bullshit. What about you, Corinne? Oh, I say I'll get into that later. Okay, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> we have other okay. things about to talk about. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I could she's go nuts on it. It sounds like she's got some feelings here. <laughs> I do. I, I could go nuts um, all day about it. <laughs> yeah. Now, this here, this is the, the last, well, my last thing for the news here. Um, 
the this is kind of the biggest thing that's happened this week, I think. Uh, there was a massive explosion in Beirut over yeah, this past week. It was huge. on uh, Tuesday. Uh, Lebanese officials have pointed out a possible cause. There was 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate. Uh, it was a, it's a dangerous compound. That it, apparently, it was shipped in by agricultural people, and it was, it's this fertilizer that's been stored in the port of Beirut. And apparently, they've been saying that there's not been the um, appropriate safety precautions taken when you're storing something that's so, I guess, flammable. Um, but so just despite the warnings, they just didn't do anything about it. And I mean, if you've seen the videos of this thing, I mean, it's just, it oh, looks almost God. like a nuclear bomb. There's like, there's like so many different like people's like perspectives of videos yeah. and it's like, it's yeah. unbelievable. It, apparently 135 people are confirmed dead. Many more are missing. Over 5,000 are injured, and the death toll is expected to continue to rise. Yeah, um, Beirut's governor is saying 300,000 people couldn't return to their homes after the blast because at least half the city's population are now, quote, unlivable for the foreseeable future. The explosion took place, like I said, Tuesday in uh, um, Beirut's port in the central district, which is very highly populated, and it's kind of touristy because it's by the port side. And the blast was felt all the way in Cyprus, which is 150 miles away, and registered a 3.3 magnitude earthquake. And it made a crater 405 feet in diameter. Can you believe that? Nuts. Um, I heard that, like, people knew about, like, the radioactivity and, like, and how, like, dangerous it was around that area. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that when that first came on Twitter, I saw that. I, I, when it said, like, explosion, I'm like, oh, okay, it was just something small. I watched it. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I mean, that it was enormous. I was not expecting that when I clicked on that. Yeah, not at all. But, um, Corinne, you said you had one more thing for the news. What was that? Oh, yes. This August is now the top 10th wettest August. <laughs> and why? Go ahead, Michael. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's Hurricane Isaias. <laughs> That's for doing that right. Same. Yeah, uh, I didn't know how to pronounce that uh, for a while. But yeah, it's, this hurricane's been on the East Coast and it hit uh, North Carolina really hard. There's a couple of girls that I knew that were down there at the beach and I saw on their Snapchat stories stuff that they were just getting like hit hard because they were right on the ocean. And um, I mean, it wasn't like a terribly severe hurricane, but it did spread a lot of rain up and down the East Coast. So that's, why, that's one of the reasons why we had such a wet August. And after a really dry July, though. Yeah, eight days in August. <laughs> yeah. Set <laughs> records already. All right, fast facts. Fast facts, it is. Let's go. All right, give me your first. All right. Okay, so you know, I like Chili's. Okay, like the restaurant, and there's one in Harrisonburg I've gone to a bunch of times. So here's something you, I bet you don't know about Chili's. There are well, there's 1,600 Chili's around the world. Okay, and in each restaurant, they have one picture hanging upside down for good luck. So next time you go into Chili's, try to find that picture. It's upside down. I'm never going to Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> they have good I've, stuff. And they also, they have good to go. I've done that. I don't think I've been to Chili's since I was like in middle school or something like that. What's wrong with Chili's? I don't know. I just never been a fan, really. I mean, <laughs> just, just average. <laughs> what do you like it, Corinne? I do like Chili's. I do. Yeah. See, I'm, a, I'm like a, if, if I'm eating like a restaurant like that, I think, my my thing is like oh charlie's oh charlie's has like the best like bread you know, you know what i'm talking about you guys been there no i have not, I have not. no I, I asked this question the other day at the freaking dining halls with my, with my boys and the team and they're like no we haven't been there and i'm like <laughs> never had the freaking bread that comes out hot and warm and like butter all over it's the no. best <laughs> world oh i've God. heard good things but it's I've never so been there. good we'll, we'll go we'll go we'll go it's amazing yeah 
we got a lot of places to go and get back. You know how sometimes like we do like this thing on the show where we're like, hey, let's we have an idea and we're just going to share it with you live. How about we, we after we go to some of these places when we're back in Harrisburg, we share our opinions and then what we think of the restaurant. We give a kind of review and then our <laughs> listeners can go check it out if you're in the area. <laughs> All right. Uh, Corinne, give yours. me your fast fact. Okay. My fast fact is of myself. I can shake my eyeballs back and forth. Oh, I can do that too. <laughs> yes. My brother used to do it all the time when we were little in like elementary school. And, and I, I, I literally sat in my room for hours trying mm-hmm. to do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I, if only this was a video podcast. <laughs> all right, well, I do it like once, a, like once a day. It's weird. They get like stuck. It hurts. Like yeah. I, after a little bit, like it just hurts. Like, so I just, I don't know. I haven't done it in a while. But. It's probably not healthy. I would assume. <laughs> I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. When we wrap uh, this my, up, I'll give you all a little preview. <laughs> but yeah, yeah my mine is um so tell me what y'all's majors are first. Mine? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Sad journalism. Yeah, and then yours, Corinne? Um kinesiology. Um, all right, kinesiology. Yeah. And yeah, and then I'm a communications major, right? And then there's a freaking major called bagpiping. Right. Yeah. Bagpiping. And it's <laughs> it's at Carnegie Mellon University. I think it's of course it is. so stupid. <laughs> like like what are you getting paid to do after college with this thing? What are you gonna like sit at a restaurant like bagpiping for people in like in the corner? Like <laughs> they're gonna go across the ocean and go play in Europe. Oh okay. go across the pond, go to Scotland. <laughs> well have a good time know. bagpiping I mean, you know, in college. I mean it's gotta, gotta, gotta be the easiest kilt. thing in the world. You gotta wear your kilt. <laughs> I will say I was in the band for eight years and those those scale tests. They'll get you. They'll get you. Know your scales. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Mike in band. I play I the trombone, be, man. I think that'd be great. <laughs> no, this is all through. This is middle school and high school. Eight years. Well, how did you do band yeah, and, you and play football? football? See, I, I wasn't in the marching band, though. I was in like that, like that, the competitive band. Like I wasn't in marching band. Oh. So what I did was I did wind ensemble in, in high school. And then um, in middle school, I was in like the, the advanced band or whatever it's called. So I would have to like try out for district band and all this different stuff. It was required for us to do. It was ridiculous. Our instructor was the, I, I can't say anything. He's, he, he, he made us do a lot of things, you know, in terms of trying out for stuff. And it was just too much, too serious. But yeah, I got so many jokes. And when I walk in the, the building, I'd be like, and I'd be carrying this long ass thing in the building and everyone would be like just staring at me and I'm just walking all the way to the band room. And it's like, ugh. but you know, it's okay. You were a band kid. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all right. That's something new that I learned about, you know. <laughs> I thought yeah. I knew that. I only knew that from um when on Mike's I didn't know he was in the band until on his birthday Samaj posted a picture from like Facebook from like <laughs> middle school and it was him with like he was playing that instrument and I was like, "Whoa, what is this?" <laughs> he was oh, like, "Yeah, God. Facebook will expose you." <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I, I don't really have anything to say anymore. Samaj really just put me out there like that. <laughs> Completely <laughs> but, exposed you. <laughs> all right, so let's let's kind of move on to like the main topics of the episode. Yeah. Um, mental health and COVID effects for the day. Uh, is there anything yeah. else you want to start off with, Michael? Uh, well, first, I think first things first because this is um kind of why one of the big reasons why we brought Corinne in here as a guest. So I think we should just like give her the opportunity to kind of like fully introduce herself. Like, give us your, your I know you kind of said your major, but give us your major and concentration, and then like what you're involved in at JMU, just so the audience knows. Okay, um, so I major in kinesiology. I have a concentration in exercise science, and then I'm minoring in pre-PA. So my dream is to be a PA. A lot of things. Um, that with I, that I, being said, I'm like fully into the medical field right now. I did 
I worked at Sunrise Senior Living in the memory care unit last summer. So that was a lot. And then <laughs> this summer slash spring because of COVID, I worked at Jeanette Works Laboratory in mm-hmm. Glen Allen, Virginia, which okay. started off as just a genetic laboratory testing place. And then it grew from the COVID testing. So we do the diagnostic, which is the swab. And yeah. then we also okay. do the antibody, which is the serum from your blood. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Tell me like how much blood it takes out of you. Like when you guys are doing it. Cause like oh. I freak out when it, when it comes to taking blood, like, like a gallon. Cause I could actually, like, <laughs> uh, we could test you. Good blood lighting. Um, we only take one SST tube, okay. which is like, this that's not big. bad. Nice. Okay. So what do you do like on a day to day as a, as a, like a clinical collection specialist then day to day? Well, that varies every day now because we are all over the Northeast now. So usually how my week goes is we leave around 12 o'clock on Sundays. We pack for the whole week, drive all the way up to New Jersey. I can't say wow. who we collect, but I can tell you the States and the cities where we collect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for HIPAA violation reasons, but um, no, we need their name and uh, student IDs <laughs> or anything else right here. <laughs> I wish I could. That'd be so cool because you guys would be like, <laughs> "Really? Is that scandalous, huh?" Damn. I mean, there there are VIP clients, so we treat wow. them, we treat them well. But right. so we collect. So we go up Monday night or Sunday night, sleep Monday morning, go collect, pack up, drive down to Philly. Right. Then we spend the night there, collect the next morning. And we're usually in Philly for um, three nights. And we come back um, really late on Thursday slash maybe Friday morning. Damn. Well, and how often do you do this? Every week. Every week. Wow. It's wow. been about, well, I've been doing it for about a month or so now. Mm-hmm. But before this, I was just working in the lab. And then they okay. needed people to go and um, swab and collect. But it's getting me those patient care hours that are like super vital for PA school. Yeah. And it's, it's like an important thing to do right now too. It's not just, you know, something for credit. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's a really big deal in in the country, in the world right now. Yeah. I think it's super beneficial and people are like, you're like a frontline worker. And I'm like, it's crazy to think I I'm only, you know, 21. Yeah. 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 I was talking about that the other day. I was like, I'd be scared to death doing what you're doing. Like, I mean, what if I trip and fall and like one of them things cracks on me or something like that, or like a, a sniff it in or something. I don't know. Like I'd be overthinking <laughs> things, but still that's scary as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Working in the lab is not as scary just because we would have our PPE on meaning gloves, masks, face shields and lab coats on and the tubes would be sealed and we would just register them and take them back to the lab before they got prepared to be tested. But being face to face with a patient who could potentially be positive right. yeah. is putting yourself more at risk. Exactly. And that's, why, sure. that's yeah. what I'm scared about. Yeah. That's why everybody talks about these frontline workers like that being at risk all the time, you know? Um, <clears throat> but I know me and Mike have some questions here specifically. And uh, Mike, do you want to start off? Yeah. Um, so like, what is like kind of like the average like age you guys see in like the patients and, when you, and stuff when you, that you deal with, you know? So I have seen patients' ages range from, let's say, like two months to 110. What? Wow. <laughs> I have two squad, months to I have 110. 
Oh my god! But like, in like in my opinion, I'm like I'm thinking it's going to be people from the ages of like 18 to like 24. In my in my opinion, like is that right to assume that the, the majority of people that are that you're seeing? I don't think so because you know our age group right now is kind of just like there's 50 that are thinking that it's a joke and there's 50 that are like taking yeah seriously. exactly yeah um, yeah. I would say mostly we're testing middle-aged people. Okay. Just because okay. I could see that. And stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, because I think it would depend on your area as well. Like, for example, once we return to the Harrisonburg area, I mean, it's just going to be flooded with, you know, college-age people. Um, but, I mean, it depends, if you're living in an area that is more predominantly, you know, like family-oriented, then it probably would be a lot of like the more middle-aged type because I feel like, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like that a lot of younger people our age or a little younger, they're not as inclined to get tested or even if they are like feeling some some symptoms, they're kind of told more to just isolate because it's probably not going to be as severe. So, you know, is is that correct? Yeah, I would, I would say that the only 100%. Yeah. It's very difficult because people our age, like the majority just want to hang out with their friends. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't stop them from doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. that's like one of the things I was, that we were like worried about with football and continuing on because once students get on campus, you can't control people. Like you just can't. Yeah. When, and the thing is you all live in the dorms. So like the freshmen and sophomores all live in the dorms, you know, so uh, if you're trying to keep everyone in a bubble and keeping people quarantined, it's just not going to work out. So, with that being said, like, do you think JMU's rules and procedures were like realistic for coming to campus? Are realistic? I mean, I think they're realistic to try to contain the virus and not let it spread, but it's just not going to be ideal for our age group. I just feel like the thing that I'm worried about with this, I, because I've been reading some of the protocols and everything, and one of the things that I'm worried about is that. I mean, JMU, I, I'm more familiar with their protocol, obviously, because I have to be. But, I mean, I'm sure that a lot of schools have done similar things. And we kind of talked about it a little bit last week. But I said, what's going to happen like, when they have these things in place and people aren't following the rules and th- there's holes in it and things start going wrong? Because the plan that they kind of have right now where they're saying, like, everybody needs to step up and do their part. So, okay, well, what happens when they don't? You know what I mean? Like, like they're like in person, if that goes out the window, you know, I, like what, what, what is the, do you, does the JMU health center and the Harrisonburg community as a whole have the capability to handle it? I don't think they have the capability to handle it just because when it first started, the hospital Sentara was like overwhelmed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was reading and doing the module we had to do before we went back to school and it was talking about like they have, restrictions and they have the ability to like put you or get you in trouble kind of because there's we like all agreed to pretty much saying we would abide by the rules and they also said that with the live safe app that we have to like do that every day y'all hear about this i did hear about that it's an app that kind of tracks your location based like on who you've been around that's has been confirmed positive is that correct yeah, and you can yeah. every morning before we go to class, we have to do that and show our professors. That's what we do for football. We don't use that exact thing, but we have an app that we have to click on every single day. Give them our temperature for the for the morning, and we have to tell them exactly how we're feeling. What so, was the name of that app? It's called um, Live Safe. Is that what it was? I, th- I heard of one. It was called like Co Co COVID Track or something. 
I don't know, something like that. I don't know. But I don't, when it's something where they say, uh, they, this is what they say. They say that it doesn't, no, it's like kind of anonymous. It just keeps track of people who have been positive, but they don't know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the, 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 uh, the application doesn't know, like say for example, like if I'm positive, it's not, it, it's not going to say like Michael Bellew is positive or whatever, which I, I see that. But also I feel like it's kind of like tracking you every single, I mean, I know your phone kind of does that anyway and you can't get away from it, but it's kind of like tracking you. And then it's like accessing your medical stuff. And I, I don't know, it's, I feel like it's a little, little touchy there, but. I know that you can report anonymously like stuff about, Oh, like a tip saying someone or so-and-so isn't wearing their mask or isn't following protocols. But then again, how are you going to be able to like keep them in line and have like at least what is it? 26,000 people. Yeah. Yeah. Rules. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so we talked about that, but do you know how the majority of people at, that come in have contracted the virus? Like ha, did they give you the reason? Like, has it been a, a party setting? Has it been a family member? Has it been at work? Um, We've had some, co like my coworkers get it, but it was due to, you know, people not wearing their masks, mm -hmm. um, not practicing good, like hygiene. So not washing their hands after they, you know, touch a sample or take their gloves off. Cause like I'm religiously washing, sanitizing everything I'm touching mm -hmm. and doing. Um, mm -hmm. And then like definitely like the parties that they're going to. Yeah. yeah. I know I hear that a lot on the news and stuff. And I just wasn't sure if that's in your, where you've been uh, conducting these tests and everything, if that's, been the predominant thing or if it was something else to kind of wrap up the covid talk what do you think that jmu like should be doing or needs to be doing this upcoming year in, in the fall to be able to uh, protect the students you know see i don't really know because first like my personal beliefs are that we should probably just all go online this semester mm -hmm. until we get the vaccine because i feel like it's going to get worse before it gets better and we've seen that in the well, news already. you see it firsthand so i mean yeah we had a huge like surge in positives at one point because um, it was all coming from Florida. We have, we get oh, yeah. um, samples from all over the country, but Florida yeah. was like our main um, domain for a while. That's been a hot spot. It is the hottest spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. That was going to be one of my questions was um, what do you think of the online versus in person? Like what are your, what is your opinion on that? I think that, everyone should be online unless it's like a lab that you have to be in person to do because you need to limit people from seeing each other. But then again, if you're all online, everyone's going to go back to school. Yeah. They're going to hang out more. Yeah. They're going to party more. So it's, it's very wishy-washy, but we have to get our education somehow. Yep. Okay. Well, yeah, it's, a, it's a tough situation anyway, cut it, but just you being there firsthand is, 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 is a good insight into it. Yeah. Uh, that was great um, to kind of like transition to the mental health side of things. Something I wanted to talk about today, maybe it was anxiety and body positivity and, and food surrounding that um, anxiety is something that I've, I've wanted to talk about in the podcast for a while and what a, what this is a great episode to do it. Um, so the definition of anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness or unease typically about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. And I think anxiety really ties in well to how 
everyone's feeling with COVID and yeah. the amount of worry and nervousness about it in general. Like you go out in the public, you, are you wearing your mask? You're not wearing your mask. Can I get it across these aisles in the store and stuff like that? Um, I've, I know I've dealt with anxiety in the past, especially coming in as a freshman of football and trying to fit in and, and all of that. And whether I had a game coming up, whether I'm going to make the roster for that game, you know, and stuff like that. So it was very, a very tough time for me in my freshman year um, without getting too much into detail. But um, Corinne, what about you? Have you have you had any like battles with anxiety and stuff like that, or or experiences with it? Oh yeah, my my freshman year as well. I had my fair share of anxiety, especially with trying to make nationals and trying to be like the best you can be. Especially being a flyer, you have to make sure you're looking a certain way, um, flying and looking a certain way in the air, and keeping up with everyone else. So yeah, and especially yeah. like with school, it was just so much time commitment. I hear that time. Also, the for time, the listeners that don't, for the listeners that don't know, Corinne is on the the sideline cheer at JMU. Yes, and uh, sometimes, well, I mostly am on the um, competition team. Yeah, national team. Forget, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> can't forget. Well, I, I'm not I'm not familiar with the cheers as much as other things, but I, I I've seen you on the sideline, so that's all I knew. But um, but when talking about anxiety here, um, I think that this directly ties into. COVID, and that's kind of like one of the big things of this episode, is that I think that a, a lot of people have been experiencing those exact symptoms that you described, which is out of the, the um, dictionary definition right yeah. there. Because, I mean, you talked about uncertainty. I mean, how much uncertainty has been surrounding this virus? That's all you ever hear. I mean, I think that, honestly, the more news and social media that you use in a time like this, the more anxiety that you get. Because, I mean, literally, you turn on the news for five minutes, all you hear is the new death toll. Uh, you know, now we're up to this much. We're on this much. It's just a, it's like a horse race. It's just every day. It's just constantly updating you and, and constant unknowns and impending doom. And I mean, it's a lot of stuff that, I mean, besides you wearing your mask and you doing what you can do personally, a lot of that you really can't control. And it just kind of gives you a lot of anxiety and, um, and a lot of worry. And it, it's about things that you just don't know about, you know? Yeah. And with COVID, uh, football has been impacted by that a lot. And recently we have been talking with the FCS, the FBS and the NCAA on whether we're going to have a season and all that. And that's, we'll get to it a little bit later, but with that decision, the NCAA and Mark Emmert, the president of it delayed the decision four times for us to just like decide whether we're going to play or not the season. And they still haven't made a ruling on it. Just, just saying that it's, it's unbelievable. And we, and we'll get to that later. We will, but just to say this, it, it caused so much anxiety for me as well as other players on the team because we're trying to figure out whether we're going to have to have another year, whether we're going to be eligible, whether we're going to keep our scholarships, whether or not we're going to be able to come back and pay for school for those of us that aren't on scholarship. It's, it's a whole lot of things that go into it that they're not taking into consideration about it. Like we're in, and we're also having to work out for no reason. We were told that yeah. we were going to have to go into a camp without, without knowing the outcome of the camp, whether we're going to have a game that first time. The, the first day out of camp. So it was a lot of anxiety building up about that. Um, have you had any type of anxiety, Michael, in, in your life? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think with this virus, I think with a lot of other people, I think that this is a big thing. Um, I mean, I think everybody kind of goes through that when you go through your transition into moving on to a college campus. Um, it, I mean, it depends on how you are in adapting to new environments and stuff. And I think everybody goes through some of that. I mean, of course I did like everybody else. And um, I mean, there's been some, some stuff like that. I mean, I think that I, I, I adapt pretty quick to stuff like that, but I, I just don't show it a lot of times. It's more like kind of like deeper down, you know, but um, yeah. I mean, sure. Just like everybody else, you know? 
Yeah, like you just said, showing it. Um, freshman year was probably the toughest time. It, it was the toughest time in my life here, in, like in my life at all. And I remember um, trying to like fit in with the team, you know, and like and like wearing certain different clothes because I came from a ninety nine percent white school. Like I had like five or six, maybe like max five six grad like people in my graduating class who were black, including me, and. I was trying to fit in with like, I mean, I came in the first day like wearing khaki shorts or something like that. And everyone's like, what the hell are you doing? And it's like, it's crazy. And, and it actually is so sad because my roommate, um, Cordell actually is a great guy. He I actually, love Cordell. Shout freaking, out Cordell. I love you. Freaking love Cordell. I can't wait till he hears this. I freaking love you. But anyway, he, um, he, he actually ended up quitting the team and it was so sad because I really wanted to play with him and stuff. And I feel like that was a product of, of just, of anxiety as well as depression. And, and, and that comes from having a, a major transitional time in your life. And I just want to say for people that are going through like a major transitional time in their life, if there's like high school seniors listening to this right now, and they're worried about whether they're going to have a season to be able to play college football. Cause I know for me, if I didn't have my senior year, I would not be playing college football in college. Like I needed that time to be able to get more scouts and more recruits, you know, get my film out there and stuff. So I just want to say for them, just keep your heads up and keep pushing because it's, it's something that is very unprecedented. And um, <clears throat> to leave you with a, just a few things here, you can't control how someone feels about you or what you do or what anybody sees. All you can do is just be yourself and do whatever you can. Um, number two, you can't control how things will work out. And that's exactly what we're in right now. You can't be right yeah. about everything. Anything could go wrong. Number three, you can't control how long you get an opportunity for. Some people take their opportunities for granted and some people get cut short. And this is exactly what we're going through. So just stay strong, keep pushing and know that you can't control everything. So, yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing you hear from people say only worry about what you can control. So I think yeah, that that's a big, that's a big piece of no, whatever level you're on, whether you're just a student, whether you're an athlete, whether you're just a regular person, listening to this, that it's just going through your daily life that, it has to do with this virus or any other thing. I think it's just worry about what you can control. I try to do that. Yeah. Um, but I know you want to, you want to briefly say something about food here. Yeah. Moving on to the last topic of the main topics is body positivity and food. Um, I'm going to start you off, Corinne. What is, what is something that you've, that you've had? To, is this something that you've had to like you've experienced and dealt with in your life and how have you been able to like overcome it? If so. Um, well, I would say this definitely started just because I was, you know, raised doing gymnastics and cheerleading and yeah. diving. You had to look a certain that way is, and they wanted you yeah. to be built a certain way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you're before puberty, like you are a certain way. And then after that hit, you know, I was like, well, I need to start looking a certain way, trying to eat better, doing all this other stuff. But like coming to college and then now with COVID, it's changed my whole perspective because before I was like, I have to look, look a certain way. And now it's like, I need to do what's best for my body. And like, yes, I have gained a couple pounds from quarantine, especially probably from drinking. <laughs> I've decided, <laughs> like I told you earlier, to cut out sugar and <laughs> cut out alcohol as much as I can. Um, but also like just work out to benefit me and not my body. Right. Nothing my it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I saw this, this, this quote the other day on Instagram, it goes, stop trying to fix your body. It was never broken. And that resonated with me so much. I just loved it. Like I, I, I couldn't say much. I, I wrote like a, like a pretty, like a little big paragraph, I guess, a little blurb on Instagram and I posted it and it, it just basically just said that, um, you, you can't like, you can't control, like if you truly like the way you look and your body, 
don't change it for anybody else. Do what you want because that's what you want. And if, if you're a certain size or whatever and you like yourself that way, stay that way. Don't listen to anybody else unless there's some dire health effects that are coming from it. Then you'll, okay. you'll like the way you look. I guarantee it. <laughs> that was that I think that social media just like <laughs> kind of takes it and rolls with it. And everyone exactly. just compares. Yep. Like I've yeah. gone through spells recently where I just have to like to delete Instagram because exactly. I see stuff Same. on there. I'm like, you, that's, that's false information. Yep. I can't. People, people nowadays will post like these workouts or diet stuff. And it's like those things did not even get them to where they are now. Those, those things like, yeah, that's a lie. Are, yeah. Exactly. We are worshiping people that are already there and they, and they, they post all this stuff doing all that. That stuff didn't get them to where they are now. <laughs> it, I think I've, well, you know, there's home shopping network things. You know, I see a guy, you know, those shake weights. This is yeah, yeah. It's, it's not right. You know, those shake weights. This mm-hmm. guy is ripped, like massive, exactly. right? Like exactly. looks like Dwayne Johnson and he's mm-hmm. doing a shake weight. I'm like, okay, you really think that you got that body from a shake weight? <laughs> think I like you did a thousand other things this all day. <laughs> like, well, I, I know that's kind of an ex- like celebrity extreme like, example, but say yeah. that they, they took like some pill or some smoothie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. Honey, you have at least five different plastic surgeries. Yes, yes, yeah. preach. preach. <laughs> um, but um, honestly, uh, we're talking about working out and stuff. I just want to say this really quick, and then uh, we got to move. I think, but um, I think that what's important is like in terms of working out and exercising, you have to do it because you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Like doing it because like you think that somebody wants you to look a certain way, or doing it for another person or something. I think that you may have that initial motivation to do what for whatever reason that is, but that's going to burn off real quick. If you just say, I want to do this because I want, this is what I want to do. And like, I want a purpose. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that that is where your real drive is going to come from that. It that goes past like that initial exactly. like, little burst. Yeah. So. Instead of just seeing something on Instagram. But before we move on though, I want to just say something about gaining weight. I had a, I remember like all my life, I've just like, eating whatever I wanted to, you know, I didn't care because I played football and I played baseball. I was always working out and I was always playing. And I got to college and my sophomore year going into sophomore or junior, going into junior year, I was told I needed to gain 10 pounds, whatever to play linebacker, outside linebacker, or whatever it is. And, and I was going to the strength coach back and forth to ask him, how do I gain this weight? He said, just eat 3,500 calories a day. Literally just do that 4,000 calories a day. And that's what I did. I gained the weight. I literally gained 10 pounds in a semester in a semester. And that is completely wrong. And the thing, and the thing about it is I didn't eat the right way. I ate whatever I had on my plate. And it's like, we were working out sure, but I gained it the wrong way. And I would go to bed feeling sick. I would go to bed feeling like lethargic. It just, it just was not the way that you should go about it. I, I want to just say that for anybody listening, if you want to gain weight for a sport or something like that, you should definitely talk to a nutritionist who can put you onto the right exact foods that are going to make you feel okay about it. And, I mean, of course, you can watch YouTube videos and stuff like that, but take everything with a grain of salt and realize that someone's way of getting it, getting there is not necessarily the, the right way for you. Yeah. But, I mean, talking a lot of sports, I think we could transition into sports news now, right? Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Sports news. Yeah. Sports All right. News. So, I guess the biggest news is that, uh, for us at least, my team, JMU, has officially announced that we have postponed our football season until the spring. And they... And, and the, because of the reason why is because we can play football as JMU. We, we had the resources, we had the budget and everything to play football. But the, the issue is being in the FCS, not as many teams do. There, there was more than 50% of the teams that said that they can't afford to do the tracing. They can't afford to have the, the, um, the resources to be able to test people weekly, twice a week or whatever it is. And um, 
So that's the reason why we, we can't have a playoff. The NCAA came out with a statement and said, we cannot host a playoff if we don't have more than 50% of the teams playing. And that's what happened. Yeah. So decided we're just going to pull out because we don't, we're not going to play for nothing. That's the issue. Yeah, I'm this. I was, I mean, I'm not even a player, and I was so depressed when I heard this news yesterday. People just kept sending it to me because everybody knows I'm like, you know, a diehard college football fan, like going to stuff and going, I've been to like every game and all that stuff. And it's just, you know, it, with everything, like one of the big things I was looking forward to to coming back to school was going to football games, you know. I mean, that's a large part of my life in college is doing that, waiting for Saturday game day and all that stuff. And I, I mean, some people may not be as invested in it as that, but. I mean, I'd a, I was I've, I've thought about this earlier. Out of a 15-week semester last fall, I went to 11 football games. And I, not all of them were JMU, of course, but I went to all the JMU ones, and I went to a couple of Virginia Tech games. And, like, I, almost out of the entire semester, I went every week. Crin's <laughs> 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 giving me a, a thumbs-down for that. <laughs> I have a lot of friends that go there, so I had to go to some of those games. But um, Mike's brother also plays there. But, um, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I mean, it's just – it's so, like – just sad because it's just it's to me it's like the last straw you know and the one video i kept sending to people this is kind of funny because we already had a spongebob reference earlier in this episode to start out with the 24 and 25 thing um i don't my favorite episode of spongebob ever is when they do that the band episode and squibbert opens up the doors he's like well you did it you took my last chance at happiness and crushed it crushed it into little tiny bite-sized pieces don't even bother showing up tomorrow. I'll just tell you all died in a marching accident. Thanks for nothing. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen a fan so distraught about <laughs> season ending. I mean, I'm pretty hurt as a player because this is my senior year. Like, what happens if we don't have a spring? Yeah. It's like, like you were know. saying that Signetti and everything was saying that if there's oh. no vaccine, it just yes. doesn't seem like it's going to be. It's not I even don't know if I'm even I allowed to say recommend, that. Like, getting the first vaccine anyway because usually the first vaccines of anything are highly Fucked. yeah risky i would <laughs> and this one's that. the rushed one like i mean this, like no one's ever come up with a vaccine this quick ever they are there's a lot of different companies working on it i've been like following up and looking at the articles and such but i still would not get the first one my, my mom's like oh i'm gonna get the first one i said mom no you're not i would i'm probably gonna have to if they do <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna well, make I'm gonna it. watch you see what happens. That's, that's what they do. The zombie, that's what's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, long term. I don't. I mean, I think that I, I've had that conversation, and I think that people our age, I would not be doing getting the first vaccine immediately because we are low risk anyway. If you are high risk, then I feel like then maybe that risk reward could pay off. I don't know, but I just feel like that I, I wouldn't want to get. Through. I would. Get, I want to get at least like a month. You know what I'm saying? At, at least a little time, but. Some people say like why you know they've tested it and I'm like well I can tell you one thing I ain't, I'm not trusting anything that comes out of China if they develop the vaccine get out of here. <laughs> well, I don't even think yeah I don't know. The but United States better beat them. <laughs> when it comes to cheer though, what are you guys doing with cheer? The competition. Um, yeah. Well, we have nothing to go off of right now. Our coach really hasn't told us much. Um, before we heard the news yesterday about football. We were told that we were just going to come in regular time, you know, start classes the 26th because our preseason got canceled. Mm -hmm. I know that um, UCA has been thinking about doing our nationals virtually, but that defeats the whole purpose of having a class. What? No. And no. I feel like the judging what? would be way too miscellaneous and 
the competition cheer, that's, you guys aren't interacting crazy. with other teams, so like you're still in you a are bubble. You're just doing a crowd cheer. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> what crowd? The I've never heard of something so ridiculous. <laughs> I, I'm blown, but yeah. Blown. Okay, yeah, Ole, actually, I mean, tell me about your coach. Do you like your coach? Like, he's because he's new. He's yes, like, he's yeah. new. He's yeah. from um, Northern Iowa. Yeah, I, I, I hear he's a lot better than our old one. I know a lot, our old coach had a lot of issues, and you told me a bunch. And, and also, yeah, so. I come yeah. to Michael with all my issues. I like, oh, I hate my <laughs> life right now. Um, yeah, he's really cool. He's, you know, developing the program the way he wants it to be. You know, before we were mixing co-ed and all-girl together, and now we're doing, you know, co-ed separate and all-girl separate. Mm -hmm. So, which is really nice, mm -hmm. having different, you know, boundaries and learning new things. Okay. Yeah, I've heard. I heard that about the the coaches and that the old coach wasn't highly thought of. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, been and, spread uh, around. Yeah, quite a I've bit. heard that. Yeah, but um, I mean, has um, I know we've talked about football a lot on here because of Mike and everything, but um, like with with other sports, like for example, like the cheer team that you're on, has that been a lot of uncertainty as well? Like no one knows what's going to happen and things keep getting pushed and decisions and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I remember in the spring we had to go to the, I think it was the women's basketball tournament, CAA basketball tournament. And they got all the way down there and they had to come right back home. Wow. That was yeah. when COVID started. Yeah. And then we were just kind of told, Oh, just, you know, do your runs, work out. Did I work out? Not really. But I <laughs> do my runs. Yeah. Now he's like, do, you know, send me videos of you tumbling. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, so you all just have to like get old videos and just say it's new. Like, oh, it has like the, it has if the, it's um, virtual, you gotta screen record it. You gotta yeah. screen record it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Caller yeah. daddy says everyone, everyone on the team I listen to that. This, everyone on the team listening to this screen record your stuff. <laughs> yeah. I got that from from actually like Alex Cooper. She like said screenshot. Oh yes, yes. Oh yes. Call her daddy. <laughs> uh, but moving on with sports here. Um, in the NFL, players uh, were given until Thursday of this past week at 4 p.m. to tell the league whether or not they're going to play this season or withdraw due to the concerns over COVID-19. By the deadline, 66 players opted out of the 2020 season. Almost half of them were offensive linemen, which I thought was interesting. Um, only three teams out of all 32 um, had no opt-outs, and um, including uh, my team, the Steelers. We got all the people left. But the Patriots had the most with, uh, with eight people opting out of their team. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a lot of players, but, you know, Crazy. We'll see I don't how that goes. think that they should do that either. Just because if you don't have all the players from each team, I feel like people are going to be like, "What are the rankings and how are they going to do the rankings?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't. I, everything's just slowly falling apart. But it is. Uh, have, you, have you seen like baseball already? Like they're falling apart. Yeah, like, I know. Teams are having to post the Marlins. They're not. Yeah, but it didn't even show up. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Are y'all any of y'all Caps fans? Yes, die hard. Yeah. So y'all yeah. saw that we lost to the. Flyers, <laughs> the Flyers. I just I couldn't. Wow. It was like three to one. I was really upset because I'm like, we just won the Stanley Cup. What are we doing? I, I don't know. They also, they've been playing like. They've been playing. Yeah. Fans yeah. in the arena. Have you heard yeah. that on TV? Yeah, everyone's doing that. The freaking small MLB has like wood, like has like wood, yeah. like carvings of, of people. Yeah, that's weird. Just, just don't even do it. That's just weird. You know who's doing it really good though? Basketball. They have. They're all yes. in the Disney place. They've got the bubble. Yeah. yeah. Bubble thing. That's everybody what's really else. Them. Exactly. Yeah. They, they have it like no other. They're doing such a great job, and they're able to keep people yeah. safe. But um, back on track here. Uh, 
the this is weird to say the Washington football team. <laughs> get, oh wait, I can't say that. Did you, did you see uh, that today? This morning, that article that came out. Uh, Darius Geis. D- Darius Geis. Yeah, yeah, that's what. It, yeah, so the running running back Darius Geis, um, he was arrested on domestic violence charges on Friday, and within just a few hours after the charges were um, uh, released to the public, the team uh, released him. So, I mean. Have you I, I, look at what they were because they were some hefty charges. I just I just heard it was domestic. No, I, I didn't even look into it. What 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 do you know? Animal strangulation. Oh wow. Yeah. That's, that's serious. Um. You're right. Yeah. So they released him. But to be honest with you, he really did nothing with that team the whole time he was there. He, he Honestly, played. see, I'm a huge I'm a huge Redskins. Uh, uh, I'm a huge Washington wow. football. <laughs> I'm a huge Washington football team fan, right? Always have been, and I liked Darius Geis in high in college. I liked what he what he did in LSU. So, go Tigers! Yes, exactly. I was excited to see what he what he, what he was going to do, and I haven't seen anything in his first year. So, well, he didn't play because he he literally got hurt in the first game, the first quarter of a preseason game, his first year. It literally, he uh, like he I think he snapped. He was in the first three snaps or something. I think it was like one drive, and he tore his ACL. Damn. He was out for the whole season, and then he came back the next year and. He had another injury. He was out for most of the season, and then now this. So, so speaking of football, I mean, the XFL is still XFL. <laughs> Freaking Dwayne Johnson bought, bought it out. Let's go! Or he's a partial owner. Partial owner, yeah. I I love the XFL. I was so disappointed. Yeah, like, me and the I boys would just sit there on the on the on a Sunday after uh, we, we after we play a game or something like that or whatever it was. I forget in the spring, we would just sit there on the couch, watch the f- football. And we're like, whoa, yeah. this is dope! Like, I mean, yeah. Football, like, I want to go to one, honestly. I think they're cheap. They're easy to go to. You know, uh, what was it? The uh, Defenders? Yes. DC Defenders? Yes. Yeah. We covered it. We covered it. Yeah, I want to go to that. But, um, yeah, Dwayne Johnson, uh, The Rock, he, he um, was a partial owner with, for $15 million. Um, That's what he bought the XFL for with this uh, other guy, Jerry Cardinal, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. And he's the founder of Redbird Capital. And then also, this is really interesting, Danny Garcia. Um, was the other was the third partner, and this is actually Dwayne Johnson's ex-wife that went in and bought this uh, XFL with him, which I find very the strange. <laughs> yeah, I look. Yeah, and I mean, I guess they're on good terms. I don't know. The, the tensions um, are in that meeting. <laughs> yeah, they're business partners now instead of you know ex-wife. I don't, I don't know. I, I thought of what partners? <laughs> I know, like life partners. I don't know what you call it, but. Like, Oh my goodness! Did yeah, you have anything uh, for sports news before we wrap it up, Corinne? Yeah. And I was watching the PGA Championship, so the final round is um, today. But mm. in the lead is I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Someone from China. So I was like, mm. <laughs> but um, he's eight under par, so that's pretty good. Yeah, I, one from the United States that was like sticking out to me at uh, the top. Yeah, and I've seen a little bit of it. Yeah. Um, no, those people, dinner, those people, like, like it's so ridiculous. They hit these crazy long drives, crazy long putts. Like I come, out, I go out on a golf course. I can't do anything. I'm like, man, look at these pros. This is ridiculous. Sucks to suck. <laughs> I'm a freaking beast. They're these, like, crushing these drives and stuff, and I'm like, God. All right, so next you'll have to go and play golf, and then talk about that on your podcast as well, and then get the food. I'm actually, I'm actually about to do that right after this podcast. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Um, that's why I have this collared shirt on. But um. But anyway, um, music. I guess we, music news. Yeah. I do anything in my power to see you just music news. All right. The first thing, The weekend releases a, a single with 
my man Juice World. Rest in peace, Juice World. LJW. Um, yeah, the week. I like the weekend. Um, I haven't listened to this yet, but it's probably good. It's I, it's all right. It's it's not great, but it's not bad. It's like the uh, intermediates, you know. Yeah, Juice World. I just love hearing his voice, so I'm gonna listen to. It. Um, the one I I got here. Uh, Luke Bryan just released a a new album called Born Here, Live Here, Die Here. I listen. It's only ten song, ten song albums short. I listened to it this morning. The two singles, one margarita that we talked about on here, and then um, knocking boots. Those are old <laughs> singles that came out like over a year ago. Those are good songs, but the other eight that are on that album, I was not a fan. It's really boring and like just just kind of sad and draggy. And I'm so tired of sad and draggy music. Can we get something fun? Well, but, wait, uh, hold on, because I I found a new song that's country. It's Darius Rucker's song "Beer." Woo! Yes, I so saw that. Yes. Happy. Right? Yes, and I did. I added that already. Yes. I thought that would probably be a song of the week next week. <laughs> we, I remember like literally like planning going to see Darius Rucker like freshman year all the time, Corinne. Like it needs to happen before we graduate. I went to go see you in Blowfish and that was amazing. Yes. I'm jealous as frick. Like I freaking yeah. love Hootie and the Blowfish is so underrated. Like people do yes. not. They, they don't they don't have like the best of music you know but like they have like some albums and some songs just really hit my favorite of all time his first country song actually let her cry it's amazing um and then also a uh, new cardi b single with uh, meg the stallion called uh rap she live or <laughs> Or, yeah, she got yeah. shot in the foot twice or something like that. I had to get surgery because, you know, Tori Lane shot him in the floor. Shot her yeah. in the, foot. the video Actually, was it's, hilarious. It's, like, she literally, every step, it wasn't hilarious, but, like, every step she took, you saw, like, a like a footprint of blood. It was terrible. That sounds hilarious. It was terrible. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I said it I wasn't shot hilarious. In the foot. I said it wasn't hilarious. <laughs> and then all, wrapping up here, NBA Youngboy announced a collaboration with Nicki Minaj. So, uh, we'll see. That's 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 like some big news. So we'll see how that goes. NBA young boy. Have you all seen those TikToks? It's kind of funny. <laughs> like people like what they act like when they hear NBA young boy. Mm -hmm. I'm on TikTok way too much. I posted one this morning. I'm, I'm about really to post. I'm, I just made one before uh, I packed up all this stuff in the door. You're gonna see like all the bags in the back. <laughs> oh, speaking of uh, TikTok, do you remember the the app Triller? It was popular like yeah. four years ago. It was like brief. Apparently, that might make a comeback if TikTok is taken away because it's supposed to like fill the void. I, heard. I downloaded it just in case. But I God. do agree with taking TikTok down just because it's you know related. It was sketch. Yeah. If an American company uh, buys it over, I'll be okay. I think I think Facebook um, is trying to come mm. out with a version of TikTok. Oh, good yeah. because they're trusted. <laughs> I know Facebook's. <laughs> Oh, we put a thank God for Facebook. They're, and, the, and they're the still secure going. One. Mark Zuckerberg is still going through like trials and shit because of these the issues. Like he was just questioned the other day about something. Yeah, unbelievable. But let's let's get to the best part of the yeah. week. You know what I'm talking about? I think what, it's the three, three songs of the week time. Three songs of the week. My favorite part. What's your all first right. one, Michael? First one here. I had to keep a theme because of all this negativity with the, with the covid and all that um so my first song is called f 2020 i love that song <laughs> yeah <laughs> i heard this and i was like it's probably not good you know it's just kind of <laughs> accurate but i mean it's actually not a bad song and it's very accurate and it's by um avenue beat which i've never heard of but um I think it's pretty good. Check it out. All right, Corinne, what's yours? 
I have Not Good at Not by Morgan. Girl is my weakness. I'm not good at not kissing again when you lean and need on in a little closer. I'm not good at not getting sidetracked. Yeah, I know, right? I'm always confused about how you say it. But, but like, he's amazing. TikTok. That's what got me into it. Yeah. All these songs. All these songs have been high up on the charts now. Like we paid because of TikTok only. Like they wouldn't yeah. have been high up in the charts if it wasn't for that. <laughs> All right, give me yours. All right, mine. Futsal Shuffle 2020. Lil Uzi verse. Are you serious? I swear my money is serious. Okay, all my checks, I just be clearing it. She saw my dick, and she get delirious. Okay, jump on the chest. You know, it's good. She's good. Yeah, I'm just saying. She's good. Yeah. That was on the Baby Pluto album, wasn't it? Yeah. No, no, it wasn't on that album. It's it's like its own thing, I'm pretty sure. Okay. But I thought it was. I think Prices and Chrome Hard Tax is on that album. It is, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. My uh, my next one is "Where the Boat Leaves From" by Zach Brown Band. Where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy. That's like a beachy kind of vibe. It's good. Yeah, it's summary. Like That's good. Yeah. One is "One Day" by like Dua Lupa and Bad Bunny. I don't know. Yeah, that one? Nope. No. I've, I've, I have this bad tendency of where I find a song, like a new song that I like, and I'll listen to it the whole day. That's what I do. Yeah. I can get the lyrics down, and then my friend Delight Kren, you just stop singing the song. And I'm like, I can't stop singing the song. I want to know the song. I go in phases just like that. I have to listen. I listen to a song like all day long, every day. Like right now, I'm listening to a throwback. I, I guess I'm going to say it in a second. But anyway, I'm listening to a throwback. I guess I'll just say it now. My next song is Bulletproof. Oh, my <laughs> Bulletproof by L.A. Roos or whatever. L.A. Roo, however you say it. But uh, it, it's just Bulletproof. I mean, All right, go again. Okay, <laughs> why? Well, quick, real quickly here. I have to correct. I googled it. So the the Catch Me Outside girl's rap name is Bad Baby. Okay, yeah, like not her. <laughs> but it's spelled B H A D B H A B I E. So you can see the confusion because the names are just so great. He's probably, he's probably sitting there like judging me for a quick second. Right. I know. I was like, this is, <laughs> it's fine. You check out. It's okay. But my last one is uh, save me San Francisco by train. I used to love the tenderloin till I made some tender corn. Then I met some ladies from Marin. We took the highway to the one up the coast to catch some sun. They left me with these blisters. I know you like train. Mike. Train's freaking amazing. Love yeah. train. Oh my I heard God. this. I heard this. It was like an old old song. I saw it on a on a show or something. I was like, "Oh, that's a good song." I've been playing that. Meet but, Virginia. Uh, I'll put you guys on. It's a little slept on. Meet Virginia. I like that. Great song. Yeah. Drops of Jupiter. All those are good. Yeah, Drops of Jupiter. I know every single word to it. Oh yes. Yeah. All right. My All right. next song is "Falling" by Bozzy. I love Bozzy. Don't know if y'all 
are Bozzy fans, but I'm not a huge Bozzy fan, but I like some. Good. All right, I'll finish it off. Welcome down, MLE Chopper. <laughs> Post it in front of the trap, run the trap, selling dope till the sun come down. Take a fuck, nigga, right off the map, off the map. When I hit him with this whole hundred round, young jock in the club with my clock, with my clock. Post it. <laughs> My mood recently with COVID has been sad, depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to some uh, Billie Eilish. No. <laughs> I'll sit there. He hates <laughs> Billie Eilish. <laughs> yeah, it said, I, I heard this one thing the other day. It says, yeah, her music's really popular with the children of the corn. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that, that's going to do it for today. Yeah. I mean, we, it, is there we, anything else you guys want to say? I'm good. Cringy. All right. Well, Stay safe, please, people. Yes. Wear masks. Yeah, and thank thank you for all that you've been doing. I I wasn't aware that you've been that much on the front line there. Yeah, and I, I just it. I want to say thank yeah. you too. That's pretty cool. And thank you for giving our audience like that insight and stuff. And yeah, what you do on a daily basis and what we can do as well. So, uh, with that being said, hope you all have a good one. Peace.